morning, Charlie. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, really well, really well. You've got your wish about the weather being cooler now. It's properly, it's, it's really run with your idea. Yes, I feel a little bad. <laughs> because it, it, you're right, it's taken the idea to the extreme. It's now pretty miserable. Uh, my partner said the other day, it's like it's April or something. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, or, or autumnal. Like, like, mm. Is autumn already here? Is summer over? And I'm off. Oh. I'm, I'm going for a picnic this afternoon. <laughs> so um, I, I think it's going to be kind of pretty heavily overcast, but hopefully not, uh, not raining. Yes, I saw clear skies on the forecast, but we'll see. Fingers, Fingers crossed, crossed for you. Next week might be better. Yes. Yeah, well, you shall see. Welcome, everybody. This is Archers and Tea. This is the podcast where George and I discuss the latest week's episodes of The Archers. Uh, normally, we'd be meeting up with each other and having a cup of tea and a biscuit and discussing the whole thing. But seeing as we can't at the moment, we've been recording our chats and releasing them for you all to listen to. Have you got a cup of tea, George? Have you got a biscuit? I've got my cup of tea. I don't have any biscuits today, um, but I'm, I'm oh. happy... We just make a cup of tea. Um, have you got a cup of tea? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, it was my birthday on Tuesday just gone. And I received in the post a very lovely gift from Mr. George Haynes. I received tea and biscuits from Betty's. Now, if anyone knows what Betty's is, they'll understand how fantastic that is. Betty's is the, um, the tea room chain based in Yorkshire. Um, so I've got a tea room blend tea, which I've got to say is proper Yorkshire. Oh, brilliant. It's really strong with flavour, but it's not, um, it's not paint stripper. Oh, great. Good. And then the biscuits I got were, um, these incredible short, what do you call them? Shortbread? No. Yeah. Yeah. Shortbread biscuits. They're just that perfect, like they're not too hard. They're not going to break your teeth. They sort of crumble them, butteriest, crumbliest. Oh my goodness. Wow. You're so good, George. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, regular listeners will know that's not, not not the most imaginative gift because. Uh, uh, but I uh, yes, I thought I thought you might appreciate some Betty's um, taste of Yorkshire. Uh, oh, I was born in Harrogate. I was born in Harrogate, so I was born very near you know, with a Betty's on the horizon. I love that Betty's. I've been to that Betty's. It's a very nice mm. one. Oh yeah, a lot of my family are from Yorkshire. I would say I have a lot of Yorkshire blood, so mm, it means a lot good, to me. Betty's. Proper. Yeah. Proper Yorkshire. Excellent. And also, it, yeah, you say not original, but I feel seen, you know? Good. My, Good. <laughs> my presence consisted of tea, biscuits, a mug for my tea, a new teapot for tea, books, <laughs> chocolate, flowers. It was just like, it was absolutely perfect. And posh jam. Oh, you reach that stage, don't you, with birthdays? <laughs> I think my brother's pointed out to me when... I reached the stage in birthday where I stopped asking for a CD or, you know, um, kind of DVD and yeah. started asking. I, I think the first time was when I asked for a, a rake for the lawn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, I think, you're quite, I think you might be quite old now, George. I'm like, yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're the oldest of three, aren't you? I am the oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they now have started asking for, you know, you know cooking utensils and things. So they've reached mm. the stage as well now. Um, but they couldn't appreciate it at the time, so instead of university and stuff. <laughs> well, I'm the youngest of three, so I've I've just had a lot to look forward to. I've seen it all happen, and I realised <laughs> I think I reached the stage earlier than my sisters did. Yeah, gardening utensils, cooking books, and preserves, <laughs> <laughs> edibles. Anyway, thank you so much, George. Um, Very it's welcome. an absolute pleasure to be consuming this tea as we discuss. The Archers. Indeed. So this week, what do we have? We opened with Freddie, didn't we? Um, mm. And I think I've been in this situation a little bit before where you know, he's obviously taken into mind that he, there's a bit of plumbing to be done mm. um, and sort of thinks, ah, surely I can do this. And so he's trying to fix the toilet. Um, I've done this before with, with like a YouTube video going. Um, mm. Not with toilets, but just just like basic plumbing things, like repressurizing the system, and, which mm. I would not—I don't know—I wouldn't be able to do without help from YouTube. Um, so I'm not quite sure how he. I think he's looked online as well, isn't he? But he's mm. sort of going for it. He's like, "Yep, yeah, absolutely, this is going to be fine." 
and he reckons he's done it. And then <laughs> you could just hear there's a great sound effect of the, the water level just rising and rising and rising. <laughs> and I think we noticed before he's noticed that actually um, there might, might still be something wrong with it. Yeah, and then he starts panicking and he ends up like pulling a bit off. And you know, as soon as you've done that, you're you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah. I really recognised it. It's when you're like, well, I'll just, I'll just play around and maybe I've fixed it. Oh, I've just fixed it. I'm just naturally inclined towards plumbing. <laughs> and of course you're not at all. It's also dropped in here that um, he has a letter from Linda Snell. Yes. Yeah, which is interesting. And I, I sort of got the feeling, well, he's just putting off opening it, isn't he? Um, mm. And... Uh, and it and kind of it becomes slightly clearer later on, but yeah, it feels like he's putting off opening it um, to the extent that he's trying to fix a toilet. You know, this, you imagine this is something that he would never necessarily normally do, but anything to take his mind away from the letter and opening it. And I think that we, you know, we know that he, the last time he spoke to Linda, or I don't know if it was the last time he spoke to Linda, but I think it was when he spoke to Linda in hospital. She was saying some really difficult things for him to hear about mm. wishing that he left her there um, yeah. when, when, when there was an explosion um, because she was going through a really difficult time. So you can understand that, yes, he's a little bit nervous about opening this letter. Yeah, she'd suffered some really serious injuries, hadn't she? And she was coming to terms with that. And, and absolutely, she told him about it and then she said, you can't tell anybody else. Mm. But it's interesting what you say there about, oh, wow, his... his his sort of desire for distraction has reached the point of toilet fixing because yes, <laughs> because I understand that too. You realise that it was with the lockdown as well. I, I worked out all the things that I'd said I wasn't doing because of lack of time. And then I realised it was nothing to do with lack of time when lockdown came <laughs> because I was still not doing the thing and finding loads of other things to do. Um, and actually that makes sense now because Elizabeth, we move on to Elizabeth who's doing... Oh, gosh. Okay, someone's knocked on the door. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, listeners. Charlie's gone to go and answer the door. I wonder who it is. All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. His act being seven ages. At first, the infant mewling and puking in the nurse's arms. And then the whining school What are you doing? Just <laughs> <laughs> so I'd do a bit of Shakespeare while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to keep it in now, haven't I? <laughs> no, that is hysterical. Uh, oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So what Shakespeare were you reading? Oh, I was doing some As You Like It, I think. Uh, All the World's oh, a right. Stage. It's the only one I know, really. You know that one. That's a good one to know. Anyway. <laughs> I was talking about Elizabeth. Oh, yes, Elizabeth, yeah. What you said about the distraction, and then we go to Elizabeth, who is doing yoga, um, and she's put Kate on mute, which I remember was something that Jacob <laughs> had suggested he might do. Um, and he And she says she can't quite fathom why Freddie has got into DIY, and I thought, Oh, is there going to be some other reason? But of course, actually, you've just said the reason. The the reason he's so suddenly, you know, obsessed with doing the DIY and and the toilet fixing is that he's he's trying to distract himself from a more emotional challenge. Yeah. With this letter, so that makes mm. sense now. But she's uh, she's doing her yoga. She doesn't like one of the poses, and then um, she mentions this this man. Yeah, Ifty, isn't Ifty. it? Ifty. Who I'd not heard mentioned before. Had you? No, I hadn't. My auntie texts me um, during the episode and I hadn't been listening. So she was like, oh, no, I don't want to ruin it for you. But it was absolutely fine. Um, but I think she mentioned that to me a while ago that Elizabeth had had a potential thing with a gent from the school that Freddie and mm. uh, Lily went to potentially so it might be that person someone's dad or a teacher or I think it might be a tutor possibly a tutor I think I, I so I had a little look online I had a little look I think it's Iftika Shah is um, Ifti mm-hmm. and he was sort of has come in and is a was a as a cricket coach and I think a bit of a I think possibly a personal tutor, but I might be wrong about that. Mm. Um, but yes, um, apparently quite charming. And yes, it sounds like that, yes, Elizabeth kind of 
quite liked him, but mm. wasn't at a stage in her life where she wanted to do anything with it, I think. Is that what yes. your answer said? Yeah, and also because, because of um, the fact that, you know, they'd only... It'd been a couple of years or something since... Nigel. Nigel, and she'd lost Nigel. So, so she, yeah, she was worried about bringing a person into their lives at that mm. point. And I think if that makes sense, if they were, if he was a tutor and maybe it was from doing their sort of 11 plus to go to the fancy school they ended up going to. So, but then he texts her in the class. Mm. I can imagine him <laughs> subtly doing, subtly holding his phone kind of out of camera shot to try and send this text. Yeah, and it's a bit sort of, um, yeah, what does he text her? He sort of suggests having a bit of a, a video chat, uh, you know, mm. catch up. I did slightly wonder why he was there. I mean, is this one of Kate's menopausal um, <laughs> women's yoga classes? <laughs> I couldn't quite work out why why Ifty might have been there. Maybe he didn't quite get the memo, or maybe it's one, not not a not one of those. Uh, <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point. But yes, no, he texts he texts Elizabeth and sort of says, "Oh, you know, why don't we have a catch up?" And I, I, I think skipping forward a couple of scenes. Elizabeth sort of gets a little bit carried away, doesn't she? <laughs> I know, I really loved this. I found this really funny. She's like, oh, he wants a video chat and he's left two kisses on the end of a text and then she just immediately starts spiralling. Well, what if we end up together? What if, What would it be like sharing a bed? What if we move in? What if we got married? What would that mean? It's proper, like it snowballs, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's, it does. But, it's, but this, I think this is one of the reasons I like these inner thoughts things is because, we do, you know, it's so real to think those things, isn't it? Mm. I've, I mean, I've done it with, not, not necessarily with a relationship, stuff but um uh, getting offered an audition for a for a for a job and you sort of think oh okay right yeah 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 i've got an audition yeah that's okay i can do that i'll get the audition but then if i get the job then that might clash with this wedding that i've got in the summer i would have got that wedding then maybe i could maybe i could switch it and i'd get the time off and you, you start thinking about all these things you haven't even got the job yet you've just kind of <laughs> been offered an audition and you're trying to work out whether to take it or not yeah, um, you haven't even done the audition you're just like oh well if i get the job what does that mean for my career yeah, and yeah. does that mean i have to move to la <laughs> yeah like, yeah i'm not sure i'm ready to move to la i mean <laughs> yeah. is this the right time in my career and you're just thinking well, you've got like a bit part in doctors which is yeah. great but that's not necessarily <laughs> going to change your life and you've not even got it yet yeah I know. Well, exactly. So I totally sympathise with her. And then she does catch herself. She goes, oh, my goodness, he's asked for a video chat and yeah. I'm worried about changing my name. So she yeah. does thankfully relax. <laughs> yes, she does. But she, we leave her at that point. So if we, before mm. we get to the end of the episode, we leave her. She's thinking, oh, no, I won't. Yes. I won't have the video chat. And we go we go over to Ch- Tracy, don't we? We hear, hear from Tracy and she's this in the aftermath of Susan spilling the beans on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that embarrassing story with with her old boyfriend's parents <laughs> where oh, she it. accidentally put a hand on her her boyfriend's father's thigh um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she's not she's sort of she's just she's not very happy with susan basically no she's not at all she's absolutely furious still and she mentions that susan has started using long words and thinks that she's you know not being authentic tracy is is very much better on being themselves isn't she and then she's she's waiting for an apology, but she's now annoyed that Susan has tried to poach half the cricket team. Yeah, and this is for the quiz, isn't it? There's an online yes. pub quiz. It's not a rival cricket team. Now, I'll, I'll be I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I found the pub quiz thing this week a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why I found it a little bit not annoying, but just it went on a little bit. <laughs> I think it was because it was such a big part of the week, and we've had some really lovely kind of like themes running through weeks. And there was mm. something about the pub quiz that I don't know. I just found slightly draining. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, it was a bit silly, wasn't it? And it's like everyone worrying about whose team they were going to be on. But I suppose they tried to spice it up with this rivalry. Yeah, you know, I think I, you know, I've, I'm not. Not, I'm really critical of the archers, but for some reason, just this storyline this week, um, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, there's lo- some lovely stuff in around it, and it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know whether I should have said that. <laughs> I think you should feel free to say that yeah. because otherwise, you know, our listeners are going to get annoyed if we never say anything, you know, critical. Mm. Then, then we're not being honest as Tracy would want us to be. Absolutely, being ourselves. Absolutely, be ourselves. And you, you did not enjoy it. You can't fizz up the champagne without shaking the bottle. As I Indeed, always say, or something. As you always say. <laughs> always um, say. <laughs> um, but that's it. So, so there's some games going on with Susan and yeah. Tracy. 
Um, and we do, we're, oh, the other thing we do when we go back to Elizabeth, um, she talks about Lower Loxley's numbers not looking good. They've had cancellations mm. and events postponed. Yeah. And then I just, it just raised a question with me because I sometimes get a bit confused between Lower Loxley and Grey Gables. Mm. So Lower Loxley is not a hotel. Grey no. Gables is a hotel. Yes, I believe so. So what? What? Is Lower Loxley it? does have a restaurant, though, doesn't it? Now, does it? Is it the Orangery or the? Or oh, what's? Yes, that? I think it's the Orangery. Yeah, because they have a restaurant, don't they? Um, mm. And they they you know, presumably also have some grounds that they kind of because they often kind of you know they have like Halloween events and mm. and Christmas events within the grounds. So presumably, there's a big house with a little with a wing that <laughs> works as a restaurant. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? You kind of have a have a vague image in your head of what these things look like, but not kind of a very specific image. Mm. And it all was started by Nigel, wasn't it? He it was his big project all those years ago. So I think you're right. I think it's it's all about the grounds, and then they do deck the hall at Christmas, and they get you know different stalls in, and it's a bit like going to a Christmas market. It mm. sounds like they did the Halloween event on the treetop walk, which was far too gruesome a couple yes. of years ago. Oh, yeah. And, Okay, so that makes a bit more sense. And they do do, they do some weddings? Do they hold weddings? They have well? weddings and parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. we're thinking manor, country house, manor house. Not quite on the National Trust level where you can't touch anything, mm. but at the same time, there are rare breed ponies and peacocks and... Um, yes, there are peacocks, aren't there? Which we could hear in the background this week, which I really <laughs> like. I enjoyed hearing yeah. the peacocks in the background. For ages, right? I, I think I write in my notes the moment I realised that it's the peacocks in Lower Loxley because I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> you keep taking your headphones off and looking out the window. Like, what's that? Yeah, what's going on? I, like, I didn't realise the park near my house had peacocks. Like, it's not that big and it's quite near the road. And, I just... and then I worked out that it was Lower Loxley. Um, I don't know what I was on this week. Um, so okay that's good I know a little bit more about Lower Loxley mm. now and we have Tracy is filming another team talk um, which this is that sort of thing we talk about don't we with acting your inner and your outer and your mask and your true thoughts and so this is a bit more of the outer because she's filming herself talking to other people mm. she's um, got a sort of mask on and she says, I'm not in the least bit bitter that Susan is poaching members of the team for her quiz team. You're all welcome to join her if you want. But if you wanted to come back to me, I promise that I won't hold any, like, hold anything against you or something. And I just thought, oh, very good. Very good. I think we can all see through that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yes, it's, it's fairly, fairly obvious. Tracy's sort of trying to put a face on, but but she's not very, <laughs> it's not her natural, natural thing to be sort of... Uh, yeah, two-faced. Maybe that sort of ties into what you were saying because it was too transparent, wasn't it? Tracy's yeah, tra- Tracy's talk here. So you're like, I don't believe it. I don't mm. believe it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, get back to Freddie on the treetop walk. Yeah, he's having a. He's sort of thinking about thinking about his dad and um and 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 thinking back to Linda in hospital and what she mm. was what she was talking about and. Yeah, he's finding it. He's finding it tricky. I think he's. Mm. Uh, you can almost picture the, the you know the letter in his pockets, or you know he's carrying it down. You can just feel it there. He's very aware that it's there. It's interesting, isn't it? It's something about a letter and the, the physical act of opening a letter, as opposed to a text where text buzzes up on your phone. I don't know. You see a little preview of what the message is, or it's very easy to just kind of like swipe and open that message. Mm. You um, do it automatically, don't you? Really? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and sometimes maybe maybe there's certain times where you would get a text. I'm like, oh, actually, I don't want to. Don't want to read that right now. I'm going to open that in a little bit. Just give myself, mm. you know, at the right time for me. That's true. But then you're right. There's something about a letter as well that the effort that it took mm. to write a letter, particularly considering you know the technology we have access to nowadays, yeah. it is. It takes a bit more of an effort just to sit and actually write yeah. it down and and because you can't like easily delete and go back and you know. Um, mm correct a typo you have to cross it out and so all your mistakes are evident yeah. and then you have to go to the the trouble of you know putting the address on and putting a postage stamp on and I know some of our listeners will think are you guys crazy it's just writing a letter but mm. I think that these days it's um 
it's not that common. I think it's a bigger deal. But also for Freddie, mm. I bet he doesn't receive that many letters because he's a young person who gets texts and WhatsApps and stuff. I did um, so a few few years ago, and for about, for a few years, um, I suggested to my I've got two younger brothers, and I suggested to them that we write letters to each other. Um, I was listening to a, I think I was listening to a radio program on I think the Kennedy brothers or something, and they were kind of they were reading some old letters between the Kennedy brothers, and I sort of thought. I don't know, it's a bit weird that, I don't know, all the texts that I send my brothers will be, you know, they're on my phone at the moment, they'll be lost once I change mm. phones, and then you kind of never see them again. And there's mm. no kind of record of where you were at that t- point in time. So I sort of suggested to my brothers, oh, why don't we just start writing letters to each other? Um, I think we did it for, for a few years where while we were in different cities, you know, I was down in London and, and they were at their respective university cities um mm. and it's nice because i've now got a little folder we didn't we, it was, we did some every week we just sort of said you know whenever you've got something that's interesting that you want to kind of write a letter about um so i've got now a little folder of letters for my brothers it's really nice oh, it's kind of quite, you know lovely. that physical thing oh that's really nice mm. um so we do end with elizabeth and she was on the phone to tracy covering for russ and lily so tracy's obviously still scouting for team members and Russ still can't stand Tracy, but Elizabeth thinks that Tracy even knows that, but just doesn't care. That just doesn't care. She just wants yeah. people for and her quiz team. She's full of admiration for it, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, she marvels at Tracy's ability to go for what she wants and no hesitation, no overthinking. And that sort of, that inspires her to think, well, I was disappointed that this text message wasn't from Ifty. So maybe I should just say yes to a video chat with her. Yeah, absolutely. And at this point, I was like, blimey, okay. Oh, here we go. This is kind of, you know, love in the time of lockdown. Um, oh, very nice. Let's see, how it, see how, it, how it plays out. Absolutely. Love in the time of lockdown is an excellent title for something. Out there. I don't know what, but, but, yeah. but, but something. <laughs> um, and then Tuesday's episode, we move on. We've got Emma being dragged into this feud between uh, Susan and Jason. Uh, <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's just, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So she's being, they're, they're playing each other off. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're playing, playing each other. Oh, I can't think of the phrase. each other off? It feels vaguely rude, that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know what you mean. Isn't there a phrase? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's never oh, going to sound normal now. That's never going to sound normal. never, ever will. <laughs> okay, so she's still finding, Emma is being, caught in the middle and <laughs> um she's offered she's thinking she'll offer to be on susan's quiz team and she says that ed is worried about the hay and he's really worried that it's got you know it's got to be done on time and will and eddie are sort of being lazy and ha- they need to get the the tedder hitched mm. up which i was like what the hell is a tedder Oh, that was fascinating yeah i, I didn't know i had a google google image of what a tedder is and i was like ah I think I recognise, you know, I've, I've seen those around. I kind yeah, of, I know. you know, um, so that's a tedder. Now, now I know what that is. It's just great. We're just getting so much rural knowledge from this. If you go on the Wikipedia page, there's a sort of gif of a tedder working. And it says, a molon belt rake slash tedder tedding hay. And then underneath it is, is an image of a retired hay tedder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like a like an like a pensioner t- tedder or something. Had a tough life and uh, it's now earned its pension and. <laughs> so it's used after cutting and before windrowing, and uses moving forks to aerate or waffle. What now? Sorry. <laughs> waffle. <laughs> waffle. 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 If I'm Yorkshire, it's waffle, isn't it? Um, <laughs> if I aerate or waffle the hay and thus speed up the process of hay making, the use of the tedder allows the hay to dry or cure better, which results in a improved aroma and colour. Which makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess, because mm-hmm. you're drying it out, so you want to, you know, want to aerate it. Makes sense. Turn it you over. You don't want the bits underneath to get all yeah. soggy. Yeah, um, going rotten or anything. Yeah. And apparently the Ted is ready to go. It's just that Will and Eddie have no time, apparently. Mm. And we've got, and, and, and reason Ed can't do it is because he is in Wales. I know, and you can hear all those sheep. Yes, just in case you hadn't realised we're in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> here's some here's some sheep in the background. Yes, no, it was um it was quite 
because I think they mentioned before, didn't they, that, that you know his and Jazz's plan was to kind of go around the country doing all the shearing, um, mm. and this is kind of a little example of it. Um, they're out in Wales. They're trying to trying to get this shearing done. Um, and, you know, and he's sort of in his own world, and then he gets a call from Tracy. Um, <laughs> asking him to be part of the quiz team as well <laughs> um and he's just like what is this it's nonsense you're so right it's I think he, he's he's as annoyed as i am about it <laughs> <laughs> well it's not his thing is it no no oh he doesn't think it's his thing anyway he doesn't think Indeed. he's got that sort of wider general knowledge he's got very specific knowledge about you know sheep and shearing and and, and anything to do with the farm but um wouldn't be necessarily good at too hot on film pop culture or anything I'm sure he's better than he thinks, but I know what he means, you know. He's yeah, got a yeah. quite a specific job. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then he's trying to and then he's thinking, Well, I'll, I'll get I'll ring Emma to get her to sort out the quiz team thing, but then also mention the hay again. Um and I at that point I was like, Oh god, don't mention the hay, because we already know that Emma's feeling a bit like it's been going on at her about the hay and it's not mm. her you know, she's already passed on the message, it's down to Will and Eddie. Mm. Um, so I was thinking, oh, don't mention that. Ed. I'm not sure that's a good idea. But then also just to try and get 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 this quiz thing sorted with Emma now. Mm. Uh, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much for George. It's too much too for much. George. But George, how do you feel about being in the attic of Lower Loxley? I'm I'm there. Excellent, lovely. Mm. You know, we're we're sifting through history. Um, Freddie's kind of looking for parts of parts of a toilet. Um, bottom. Bottom. <laughs> Filling valves or something. Bottom valves? Is that what it bottom was? Bottom valve. <laughs> there was a bottom. Off, of, off, of the back, off the back of playing off with each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't add a with. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got really yeah, no. <laughs> off. off. <laughs> okay. But he's got this really funny list of things that he needs to find. Um, mm. But when he's looking for his list, he finds the letter again. So it's sort of... Mm ominously hanging over him and burning a hole in his pocket yeah um but while he's looking for this blue canvas bag which has the bottom feeding bell or whatever it was <laughs> um, <laughs> he finds a bag and it's got all those toy soldiers in it yeah do you remember there's something about the toy soldiers do you remember what that was oh i don't know i don't know whether i do he found a toy soldier when he was younger that it was sort of by the river or something and then his dad loved them and they used to clean them up and, and either either he used to make them or they used to have these old mm. toys. And then they had a toy museum. So now Freddie's thinking about cleaning up these ones and putting them in a toy museum. Okay. And then he finds a load of paintings. Yes, he's sort of sifting through them. He finds one that's kind of, he, he, he recognises a bit of the bit of the landscape from around Lower Locks. He's like, okay, that must be painted. Mm. But then there's a chapel there and that's not there at the moment. So I thought, oh, maybe there's a bit of a treasure hunt. Uh, for the the, the grounds of the old chapel. I thought Freddie, or the actor who plays Freddie, did an excellent impression of Russ in that moment. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yes. No, you're absolutely right. No, I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That was quite impressive. But then then he uncovers this next painting and we hear this gasp from Freddie. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't know what it is, do you? You don't know what he's seen. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know what I thought. Well, I thought I, I thought it was probably this picture of um, Linda as a ghost that mm. Russ had painted, but for a part, but part of me wondered <laughs> if he'd actually uncovered a sort of nude of his mother. <laughs> that would elicit the same sort of response, I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something a bit, you know, a la Titanic. Yes, <laughs> that, 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 that Nigel had done of Elizabeth in there, like one of his French girls. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls wearing this and only this, you know. Yeah, but it's like with a toy soldier or something. <laughs> so I, I was very excited to find out what the picture was. Um, mm. Now, also, he mentions as well that Elizabeth is keen for Freddie to do this quiz, but she doesn't want to do it, and he doesn't really understand why. But we know yeah. it's because. She's going to have this video chat with Ifty. And she clearly wants to distract Freddie. You know, you go do the quiz and uh, so I could, you know, not be disturbed. Um, Because I think she's a little bit nervous and a little bit, Mm. maybe a little bit embarrassed. I don't know. Yeah. But then once Freddie has found the part and he confirms that it's the ghost picture of Linda and not a 
uh, racy portrait of his mother. He feels a bit like, <laughs> he's like, I know it's just this painting that Ross painted and that's all it is, but it feels a little bit like Linda is haunting me <laughs> to read the letter mm. because she's popping up in a, in the attic. Um, and I thought the letter was, was beautiful. Yeah, no, it was a really lovely letter. I think that Linda recognises uh, the strain that she might have put on Freddie through mm. through what she said in the hospital, which I think is is good of her, you know, quite empathetic of her to realise that, yeah, she she she'd not been herself at the time, and and she was mm. going going through some real struggles, um, and she sort of placed some of that on Freddie, I think, by you know blaming him and saying, oh no, actually I'd be better off if you just left me there, and mm. um, and now she's kind of been able to, you know, a few months on. She's changed her mind, and she is. She's she's so grateful to him for mm. for pulling her out, and and for for giving her the opportunity to, you know, live, you know, live on and and and, and live the life that she uh, she she now is has got ahead of her. Mm, mm. I thought it was really nice. I think it was it was very brave as well to explain how scared she had been at the time. Mm which is, of course, understandable. And I thought about how, you know, so she's written this letter to Freddie and Freddie had saved her and they'd had a falling out just before the explosion as well. And mm. I just wonder whether we're sort of... We mentioned in a few other episodes how there are relationships in Ambridge that aren't familial, that sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, forget that Kate and Linda are really close. Mm. Or Lillian and Jeline. Mm. you know or like really like pals and there are things people connections with people that are just connections because their personalities work well together or they've had a shared experience and I think mm. I wonder if we're seeing that the the creation of one of those now and it'll be a connection for sort of years to come which doesn't make sense to people who are new to it and I thought you know one day my niece will be asking me how come you know Freddie and Linda are close you know they're so <laughs> different and Freddie's this young guy and Linda's this older lady and I'll be able to be like, well, yeah. back in, you know, 2020, there was this and there was that. And I'll be able to yeah. explain just like my aunt explains mm. to me now. <laughs> oh, and so, it, and so the cycle continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really sweet. Yeah. No, lovely, lovely letter. And, uh, and hopefully he feels good about having now opened it and uh, mm. yeah, maybe we'll see he's opened it sooner. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not worry too much about it. Indeed, and sometimes we've got to do that, haven't we? We've got to face things. Open that letter. Yeah. Open that letter. And Emma has has decided to face things in a different way. She's just doing the doing the tether thing. She's doing it. She's, she's doing just, a tether thing. Hey, I've just I've I've all I've got written in my notes is yes, Emma! Exclamation oh. mark! Exclamation <laughs> mark! It's great. She's just like you know she's been on the farm long enough. She knows how to do it. Um, mm, she does say that at the top of the episode she's like oh I know all about hay nowadays and I and so it's lovely you're right that she's decided to to sort of back herself and go well I do know what I'm talking about I, I've picked up quite a lot along the way and I've got my son to help me a bit and yes yeah and he knows a little bit more about driving the tractor than he possibly should do um, <laughs> <laughs> and she quite enjoys it yeah I think so I think there's that satisfaction isn't there of uh yeah I, I said the other the other week didn't I the satisfaction of a well-mown lawn uh, I can imagine it's the same, you know, same with a, a well woofed, woofed, no, what's the, ah, oh, damn. Woofled. <laughs> woofled, woofled field of hay. <laughs> Indeed. Get woofling. I, there was only my slight worry was, you know how a couple of weeks ago, I think it was even before the major lockdown, um, Brian Aldridge had taken matters into his own ha hands and decided to drill, start drilling some extra fields of barley or something. And then that sort of, backfired because he'd done it too early which meant that when the soil dried all the seeds were exposed and eaten by mm. birds um and i thought oh i hope i hope this isn't one of those yes yes fingers crossed we'll sort of see fingers crossed. yeah see how it goes but then we move on to wednesday's episode mm. um and uh, so we've got in this episode susan um and we've got we've got susan doing a dj Mm. Um, which is opened, opening, playing Heart of Glass oh, by Blondie, great. which is a great song. It is a great song. Which then Blondie. dedicates it to Tracy. Um, and I was like, oh, no, hang on, what does that song actually mean? What is it about? 
But it's, it's about someone being sort of overly sensitive, I think, isn't it? Or kind of like yeah. easily heartbroken. <laughs> so it's exactly. this horrible, it's like targeted thing at Tracy. I know. I thought I was quite mean. But then you see sisters have that ability, don't they, to, to do that to each other. I wonder if it's the same with brothers. You can kind of pinpoint things and you go for it a bit more than you might with just a regular friend. Because you know that person sort of inside out. Yes, and they're still going to be there at uh, whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and she's talking on the radio about her quiz, and which which she signed up to with alacrity. Oh. An example of one of her long words, I imagine. It's interesting, isn't it? She's really yeah. It's interesting. I think it's I think it's really admirable that she's kind of. I don't know. She's just she's putting in effort into kind of like you know learning a few more words and. And I hope it doesn't, it's not because she feels like she's inadequate. You know, I mm. hope she's just sort of, you know, oh, I'm going to try and use some more interesting words. And, and I think that's quite cool. It's like having one of those word, word a day app. Maybe she's got one of those word, you know, you know, word of the day apps. And she's just trying to slip those into conversations where possible. <laughs> I agree with you on this one. I think Tracy's um, sort of need to be yourself is like taken too far in this case, because I also think there's absolutely nothing wrong with sort of still admitting there are things you can learn. I mean, mm-hmm. I obviously I'm, I'm younger than Susan. I'm sure I've got a lot more to learn than she does, but I, the book I'm reading right now, I constantly have to look up words because mm. I don't know what they mean. And I think of myself as a, as a wordy person. Mm. Um, I think it's a positive thing, isn't it? To, Never stop learning and never stop trying to improve yourself. But you're right, not because she needs to, but just because yeah. it makes her happy. And it turns out that though, though that the cricket team have decided to stay on Tracy's team or at least not join Susan. So Susan has teamed up with Jennifer, who is erudite. Great word. Yep, yeah, excellent. Great word. And Brian and Neil. Yeah, yeah. That's a good team, surely. Yes, I think so. I think that sounds sounds like a good, you know, parents-in-law pairing. They mentioned that Jennifer's an author. Yes, did we know this already? I feel like I've come across this before, but I can't remember I don't... what she is the author of. Part of me wants to say sort of racy countryside romps, but that might just be Jilly Cooper. <laughs> does feel like that's what she could oh why did she not write under a pseudonym i think she does write under a pseudonym or she did write under a pseudonym oh no or or was that to do with her she did an agony aunt no am i making this up completely did she do an agony aunt she's definitely been the agony aunt but she has also done um she has written books and she wrote them under a pseudonym and i think that might have been a a storyline where um it's sort of you know, people didn't know who was writing this book and it had lots of um, references to real things and then it was sort of revealed uh, that she yes. was one of the people who'd written the book. I don't know. Yes, yes, and I think you're right. I think you're right. We'll have to find out, won't we? Mm. So we move on to poor Ed, who is exhausted. He's come home after the Wales trip and he really doesn't want to do the quiz. Um, he, but he, he's, he's, what, oh gosh, here we go. He's, he's flipped a coin. And he's going to be on Tracy's team. This is a bit where he gets home, isn't it? It is a bit where he, get, he arrives home and uh, and Will's parked in his parking space, and he's just he just sounds shattered and fed up, and mm. and this is kind of the last straw. And and he mentions that everybody people are being told to be careful around Will because obviously you know he's had he's had his issues and he's kind of and he struggled, I think, with the grief that he's been going through over the last few years. And, and there was that, that horrible moment where he um, was feeling really down and had a, had a shotgun and, you know, so everyone's kind of trying to be careful, but it means that he, as you know, in the same way that you were saying sisters can kind of have a go at each other, um, you know, when, when it's right as his brother, he kind of feels like he can't say anything, you know, he's got to be really careful around Will. They kind of go in for parking the space. Um, he's just fed up. I felt quite sorry yeah. for Ed at this point. Yeah, I felt sorry for Ed too. And I wondered if maybe it's also because Will at this point can't work, maybe, or work's dried up, so everyone's worried about Will. And hmm. and you're right, there's sort of, I think that's important to be careful and, and take care of each other. But also he does know his brother and he's a bit like, actually, I think my brother can take this. 
and so he did end up having a sort of go at him didn't he and and they had mm. they fought each other or shouted at him. they didn't fight each other but they shouted at each other mm. um but then they realized that the kids were doing impressions of them behind yeah. their backs which is just such a nice image isn't it yeah yeah and it's just what they needed to kind of I think you know what they both needed just to kind of like take all that tension or take that weight off, and mm. and they just burst out laughing, and 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 again, that's just a really moment, really lovely moment when Ed is reflecting on it, and yeah, you know, just how how much his family, you know, brings him brings him happiness, and and what a lovely evening he's kind of got ahead of him I think now he's, he's managed to get rid of the quiz from his schedule as well mm. um so yeah no it was a really lovely image that yeah it was really nice and then he's just so proud of Emma because mm. she did do a great job we had nothing to worry about yes good Emma well done he lovely describes you know she's clever she's beautiful and she can handle a tractor what more does someone want <laughs> from a wife yeah Excellent. Absolutely. Good to know. But back to Elizabeth. Um, she is worrying about her grey hair because she is going to um, go on this date, with this video date mm. with Ifty. And it, it was at this point, it took me till Wednesday to realise that there weren't actually peacocks in the park that's near my house. Um, so, <laughs> I, so, guys, it took me that long. But um, she's getting ready for a date with Ifty, although she's not sure if it's a proper date. And she's got to work out what she's going to wear. Is she going to wear a dress? Is she going to wear a shirt? What kind of makeup is she going to do? And I get it. It's tough. It's been a long time since I've been on a on a date with the person that I'm not with <laughs> already. Mm. But um, I remember it was always difficult to try and get the tone right. Yeah, well, especially on a video call as well. I can imagine that's even more, I don't know, you kind of want to get dressed up to impress, but then you're just sort of sat in your bedroom dressed up. Is that a bit odd? Or... Yeah, very, very, very tricky. And not knowing how the other person is feeling about it as well. Yeah, and there's always this sort of shame that's 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 brought upon someone who's made an effort. You know, mm. oh God, I don't want to look like I'm too keen. I don't want to look like I care. And I really remember that. But I, what a shame, isn't it? Because now I'm like, oh, just make an effort. Mm. I think that's great. And my partner, Dave, has this thing. Obviously, it's not quite the same. It's not dating. But whenever we're going to an event, if he thinks he can get away with wearing a suit, <laughs> he does. Because <laughs> he says, it's always better to be the person in a suit than not in a suit. Because if you're at a party that's meant to be really posh, then you know you didn't underdress. And if you're at a party that wasn't really posh, everyone else is just jealous because they wish they'd worn a suit because you look really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he does look really cool in a suit, to be fair. He's very good in a suit. So I feel like, you know, actually better to be keen than, mm. than not care. Because, yeah. yeah, what's life about? Uh, but it isn't sadly successful. Um, mm. If he hadn't made an effort at all and he kept wandering off to make his dinner... And eating really close to the screen, which, as I'm sure you can imagine, George, upset me quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, luckily Elizabeth, Elizabeth has got a real good sense of humour about it. She's kind of finds it very funny um, that she just completely, well, I don't know if she had misread the situation or whether Ifty is um, doing this date really badly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she sort of thought, oh, thank goodness I didn't. What was it she was going to put? She's going to wear something. A dress, um, I think. She's going to wear a dress. She's like, oh, thank goodness I didn't wear that. But even then, I did have this silk top on. And Oh, dear. It's, well, uh, I think yes. she could be proud of herself. I bet she looked lovely. Yes, I'm sure she did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I think it's kind of not made her think, oh, blimey, I can't wait to see if he wants lockdown's over and uh, start <laughs> spark our new fiery, passionate romance. I'm not <laughs> sure that's how she came away from it feeling. Well, she talks about feeling like she had a date with a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be, you know, fiery and passionate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, chilly. Yeah, yeah indeed. Mm -hmm. But then uh, she mentions that she wishes she, in a way, she could talk to Lily about it and laugh about it with Lily, and then wondering if if she could and how Lily would feel. And and actually, it wasn't all a failure because whilst okay, she doesn't really want to go on another date with Ifty. It made her feel that she, you know, she quite enjoyed getting ready for the date and mm. she'd quite like maybe to to go on some more dates and meet some people. Yeah. Yay! Which I think is great, isn't it? And I think that that surely comes off the back of 
you know, the therapy sessions that she's had and kind of feeling more at peace and, you know, obviously she's had this struggle with depression and actually, yeah, it feels like a really good step for her and, and she's kind of coming out of the back of that. So, yes, Elizabeth, very pleased. Well done. Yes, Elizabeth, absolutely. And I, um, from what I gather, and maybe it's just because her voice is so lovely, that she's a bit of a hottie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've always got that impression that Elizabeth's a bit of a hottie in Ambridge. Well, yeah, because, you know, there's all these kind of other relationships that she's sort of... Is it with Roy? She had a relationship with Roy at one affair. point? Yeah, an affair. Yeah, so... Well, and I think Nigel, it wasn't her having an affair, it was him having an affair because... Well, I mean, obviously she was part of the affair, but I don't think it was when she was with Nigel. Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, obviously everyone is... Uh... She's fanciable. Clearly, definitely, absolutely. Mm, she needs someone to... To play off someone with... Okay, I'll get... that was dreadful. Oh, no. uh, bad improv skills there. Thursday's episode. So now we start with Susan. And once again, she's got a sore head. Mm. Because what Ed had managed to do was speak to Lillian and get Tracy and Susan put on the same team. Now, she struck lucky because in the previous episode she'd been doing some revision, which I totally understand because in the Russell household we have an entire separate WhatsApp group specifically for quizzes. Uh, it includes our long-suffering partners. Oh, and um, it's very important. Mm. Uh, I, I often do prep before I go home for Christmas because there will be much quizzing to be had. Great. So she'd done her revision and it's worked out for her because this question, this Latin question comes up and she's obviously yeah. got it right. Was it post, uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc? Is that right? Yes. I, I don't think I knew, I don't think, I'm not sure whether I knew the exact translation of it. I definitely didn't. I know nothing about Latin. <laughs> so yeah, but that came up. But then, but then I have a little bit of a, Jennifer thought that, thought something else. Mm. Um, so then, I, and I don't think was particularly pleased at being told she was wrong by Susan. Um, you know, as we've as we've discussed in the past, there's a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a little bit of snobbery, and then also, you know, a lot of past history with the horror yes. as well. I think it's a good, strong cocktail of the two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and and there's that there is that thing, isn't there, of. Um, you know, in a quiz, you thinking one answer, another person thinking a different answer, and you've got to sort of fight it out. <laughs> but you see, I do the the classic, the other classic thing of going, okay, well, if you think you know, I'd rather be right, yeah, but but not have done it, not said, and let gone with your answer. Mm. So you say, you know, we've got two different answers. I'd rather go with your answer and that be wrong than go with mm. my answer and mine be wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I yeah, feel yeah, really yeah. guilty for fighting for my answer, but mm. obviously neither of them feel this way. And um, <laughs> and so Neil poured her another gin, maybe not understanding that she'd already had some in preparation. And uh, and then we moved to sort of Tracy telling the rest of the story because Susan called Jennifer a snotty nose cow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a <laughs> you could just sort of picture it, can't you? She's just gone off on one, hasn't she? <laughs> I that's quite extreme yeah no absolutely that's basically swearing in the arches isn't it oh yeah oh yeah definitely it's, oh. it's, it's 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 and it's really getting at her it's really sort of like targeted and so brian defended her and then tracy gets stuck no brian defends jennifer and then tracy gets stuck in helping out susan in this point she's like i've got to defend my sister yeah um, and then she gives this this sort of different angle to her being captain for the cricket team because she says, you know, that side of the village, those people, i.e. the Aldridges, the um, more moneyed farmers, the uh, middle-class farmers, mm. um, will always stick by each other and look out mm. for each other, which is why I have to, you know, stick by my sister. But also, which is why I really want to hang on to being, you know, I really want to hang on to the captainship of the cricket team because... You know, I'm representing the other side of the village, being one yeah. of the ca being the captain of the cricket team, which I thought was an interesting angle that I hadn't thought about. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That sort of you know, the kind of the Grundies and the Horribins and the Carters on one side of things, and you've got the Archers and Pargeters and uh, Aldridges on the other. Yeah, I think there is, you know, I think there is that divide, isn't there? 
Um, I can understand why Philip Pullman, uh, one of my favourite authors, <laughs> loves Tracy so much because she brings a depth that you don't expect and maybe that challenges our own sort of preconceptions about certain t- like mm. different people. Um, she's fun and she's interesting, but she's also, you know, she thinks about things very deeply. She's a great character. Um, although she's still hankering after an apology for Susan's yes. revelation on the radio. Yeah. Um, and thanks for her support in this situation. So mm. things aren't necessarily fixed between her and Susan, but uh, she did stand up for her sister when it mattered. We should also say hello to Philip because he's probably listening uh, by Hi, now. As, as an artist fan, no doubt. He's been tuning yes. in for the last 15 episodes. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Um, <laughs> Philip, love your work. Love Keep your work. going. I just finished the second the second book of Dust yesterday. Oh, actually, so, um, yes. oh did you? Oh. Marvelous. Yes, yeah, so I sat in a park and just sat and read the last five or six chapters. All in, you know, it's quite nice kind of like, you know, run into the end of a book. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Pick up some momentum. It was lovely. Yeah. And um, Philip Pullman, your books would be my Desert Island books. If mm. you're listening, uh, I just need you to know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we'll move on now because you know, he wants to hear us talk about the archers as well as everybody else. I loved this pun. Freddie, flushed with success. The toilet <laughs> So pleased. <laughs> Made me think of some, um, you know, uh, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan in the Pirates of Penzance. There's a song which is, I am the pirate king. Here's the pirate king. And I thought it should be like, I am the toilet king. <laughs> Very silly. You're more cultured than me, probably, because I thought the tiger king. Uh, <laughs> ah, so, uh, pirate king, tiger king. The Toilet King. That's Freddy. The toilet King. All legitimate kings. Um, and he, he, so he's fixed the loo, which is excellent, with the help of Reg and these, and his bottom filling valve. And yeah. then um, he also enjoyed the quiz um, more than you did, clearly. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> absolutely. Now, a quiz I can get on board with. That's fine. I'm all, of, all in favour of a quiz. It's the, it's the builder from the rivalry between the teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> That I think I struggled with, but yes, we, we also hear that um, yes, Lillian managed to because Lillian's been running the quiz obviously because it's a ball quiz, mm. um, and kind of I think managed to mute Susan. I don't think quite mid rant. I think quite near the start of the rant because it sounded like she went on for about fifteen minutes afterwards. Um, but that was probably a good thing both for Susan and for everybody else. <laughs> indeed, indeed, she she uh, she was very sort of adept there, and and Freddie also sort of. He, again reflects on Linda and she was there and it was good to see her and she was looking well and, and he kind of has a moment where he he's he's looking at her on the screen and she's he can see she's looking somewhere on the screen it's mm. a slightly difficult, difficult thing with a video call isn't it where you don't ever have, have eye contact but he gets the feeling that he she was looking at him mm. um in a way I think I think I think he's really pleased about where he's come with the, you know, he's re- having read the letter now and, and, and where Linda is and reflect on that. It's nice. But then he's thinking, you know, he hasn't replied. Mm, yes, he now needs to reply to the letter, mm. which is quite a tricky one. Tricky one to reply to. How do you reply to something like that? And then um, Susan's making a strange concoction to deal with her hangover, but it's not really the hangover that's making it feel so bad. She's getting flashbacks to the things she said the night before. She's grateful, obviously, for being mm. muted. Um, and she has a rare sort of moment of self-awareness, not something I'd mm. say Susan is the most known for. <laughs> uh... <laughs> not always, which is always having a go at people for being village gossips. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> oh, that's what makes her one of my favourite characters. Um, but she talks and she admits that sometimes she speaks without thinking that through and how her mum said she should have had a break fitted to her mouth or something. <laughs> But um, she gets a text from Danny from the radio. And, uh, yeah, he wants her to do drive time because the normal drive time DJ can't can't do it. Um, and, yeah, which is great because drive time is a big show, like, even on, you know, on Radio 1. Uh, mm. It's a massive show. So you can imagine Radio Borsuch show is huge. And, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity. But then we kind of hear Tracy getting off we go over to tracy she's just finishing having a call from susan they've talked for ages mm. um and actually they were they were about they sort of called each other at the same time effectively yeah um and it's and it's quite sweet it is that's definitely a thing 
I'm I'm one of three ladies, and uh, it, it genuinely happens that you get you get this thing where you're like, oh, I should ring I should ring Katie, I should ring Helen, and then you pick up your phone and they're already ringing you or they've just texted you, and it is bizarre. Wow, it's yeah. really bizarre. Sometimes we've left voicemails for each other because we actually rang each other at exactly the same time. Really? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. It's like you yeah. get this inner, it's inner, like alarm goes off. Must speak mm. to sister. Been too long. Now. Been too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. So they, so Tracy and Susan reconnect, which is great. And it sounds a lot more positive. And also we then find out that Susan didn't take the opportunity to go and do the drive time mm. slot. Um, and didn't even mention that to Tracy, so she didn't even use that as a like. Well, actually, I've even I've even turned down drive time slot to to speak to you. Um, yes. She just, you know, she doesn't need to bring that up. That's not important to her. She's reconnected with her sister, um, and and that was more important than doing this, doing the radio show. So yeah, really lovely. More important than doing the radio show, and she avoids that sort of virtue signalling that you say. Mm. We should probably all be a bit like that. Yeah. So, sisters, eh? Yeah. And then we end the week with Freddie, and he's writing mm-hmm. his reply to Linda. Well, he's written it, and he's just trying, he's mostly just trying to work out how to sign it off. <laughs> you know, how do you sign mm-hmm. off his letter? Yours sincerely, yours faithfully. And don't you have a bit of sympathy for that? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I, I generally would just always match. You know, if you've had an email from somebody or letter, then you, I just generally match whatever they've said, because I don't quite know what the right thing is. No, um, I totally do. But also, what the listeners don't know is that for the last 16 weeks, uh, George and I have been battling with how to sign off from this actual podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> if I could create a blooper reel of us trying to say goodbye, like it's always the bit that I have to go through the most. We're going, ah, thank you. Um, take care of yourself. Yes, take care of yourself. Uh, look after yourself. Oh, I've said that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so what you've done there, Charlie, is yeah. you've built up our sign off in a couple of minutes time so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're going to be able to. Either we're going to totally make it to be perfect, or we're going to. Ju- I don't know. Maybe just cut it off. Just cut it off mid-speech. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what it's done is now you know exactly. It's given us ex- an excuse mm. for our, our terrible sign-offs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Go back to the arches. Well, yeah. So we we don't quite know what he's decided on. But uh, but yes, he, he's written this letter, and we just hear him hear him reading it aloud. And he apologises and explains himself quite honestly. Um, he apologises for not replying sooner. Mm. Um, but he explains himself. It's like you know, even reading your letter actually brought it all back to me a bit, and um, I still feel bad about not being able to help Blake. And I did find what you said to me difficult. You know, he's not pretending that it's all okay, which mm. I think is really good. Not going, oh no no, it's fine, it's fine. He's saying no, I, I found that hard. Um, but he's such a funny guy. Like I said, I, I really enjoy the character of Freddie. He's really developed and he takes the mick out of himself. And I think that's really funny. You know, he mentions the toilet stuff and how he actually didn't do very well, but he f- he's fixed it now. And then he talks about the painting that he found, not of Linda, but of um, the grounds. Yeah. I can't remember which, which character it was, but somebody, when Freddie was in prison, was reflecting on the fact that actually... You know, that could well be the making of him. Mm. Um, and I think this sort of made me reflect that maybe, maybe that, you know, maybe that has been a really good thing for him because he has, like you say, he's matured so much in the last year or two. Yeah, it's helped to focus him a little bit. There's um, um, one of the founding, uh, one of the people who founded The Big Issue is a man called John Bird. And he mm. always talks about the fact that he went to prison as a young man and how that helped to shape him and change his attitudes and um, think of people and the sort of the things that the home that homeless people have gone through in their lives to make them homeless. And it's made him more sort of socially aware and socially conscious. And he had a short, a short, sharp shock, he says, uh, from his sort of the, the person that sent him to prison sort of judge. Um, and you're right, I think obviously going to prison must be awful, not saying that it's not a really dreadful thing but uh here in this case you're right it's working out really well for freddie and it made me think about how you know when he went to prison lily um dropped out of uni and she was saying actually i'd quite like to stay here with you but also i do quite enjoy running lower loxley and all the work i'm doing and we Mm. were saying at the time yeah you know lily should just do that she doesn't have to go to uni not everybody has not everyone has to go and she does seem to have a talent for it and i thought oh lily should run lower loxley but I reckon now, 
they would do a really good job as a team because Lily's extremely organised, she's very good at admin, she's good at, at being in charge, but Freddie has this passion for it and this love for it and this sort of creativity that I think, yeah, I think they would complement each other. Yeah, I was going to say the creativity side of things. You know, he, some of his ideas about doing, you know, doing the tours of the, you know, the attic and things like that, I think are really good mm. ideas. They're not quite caught on because maybe they've not been marketed in the right way but yeah I think he's got some got some great ideas and yeah he wants to clean up the toys for the toy museum and then he mm. now wants to work out uh, and go on a bit of a hunt about these ruins you're right and mm. this picture and I think he's got the passion that we hear we've heard that Nigel mm. had for the grounds that I didn't hear at the time but I've heard since then that he did have so yeah absolutely. that's very lovely and then he he signs off with love Freddie yeah and I think that's the perfect Perfect. Sign off. Perfect. Anyway, see you later, Charlie. Um, See you next week. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Perfect sign off. Love, Charlie. (laughs) Love, George. (laughs) 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 